Hi everyone. Welcome to episode four of the From the Outside with Sarah C podcast. I am Sarah Crosscut, the host and creator of this podcast and the owner and facilitator of From the Outside, a series of plant and nature-based lessons that helps us to cultivate a deeper relationship to the natural world, ourselves, and each other. In addition, I am a published environmental writer. My work has been included in several anthologies published by Plants and Poetry Journal, www.plantsandpoetry.org, and Wild Roof Journal, www.wildroofjournal.com. You can learn more and find links on my website, www.fromtheoutsidellc.com. In this episode four, which I have called the fairy circle, I begin to explore the realm of the fairy circle or the fairy ring. Inspired by this unique and magical phenomenon in nature, I have created a model or means in which we as humans can connect more purposefully and intentionally with nature. Let me start with an essay that I wrote and is included in my blog, Lessons from Nature, that describes a fairy circle and how I use it as a model to deepen our connection to nature. A fairy circle or fairy ring is a scientifically sound structure, but magical nonetheless. Just the presence of the colorful caps of mushrooms supported by sturdy stalks scattered across the dark forest floor, creating a community of kaleidoscopic canopies, leaves me awash and wonder. Much like the fruiting bodies of flowering plants, these unmistakable umbrella-shaped designs are the sexual reproductive structures of these spectacular species of saprophytes. The fairy ring is brought to life when these prismatic parasols of fantastic fungi originating from the far-reaching fungal network underfoot protrude above the ground to create a circular pattern. This awe-inspiring arrangement begins underground as a single spore settling and spreading its small hair-like filaments called hyphae outwards to absorb nutrients from dead and decaying matter in the soil. Soon, other spores settle and join this covert circle, creating a colony of connected hyphae, a mass network of root-like structure called mycelium. However, the magic of the fairy circle manifests only if the fruiting mushroom bodies of the fungal network appear above ground. These mushrooms are mesmerizing, but short-lived. The fascination of the fairy circle is not without folklore. There is a myriad of folklore that follows the fairy circle. Most of the stories do not bode well for humans. Fairy rings are the gathering space for nature spirits and fairies. Although humans are forbidden to enter the sacred circles, they are a symbol of good luck if you come upon one. I honor and celebrate the fairy circle in my model design for cultivating an intentional and purposeful connection with nature. If we look above and below the simple ring on the forest floor, we can imagine the two-dimensional circle as a three-dimensional sphere, a sacred sphere of life. 
Within that sacred sphere, we can use our whole body to connect to the natural world through stillness, silence, and solitude. As we deepen our engagement, we explore and experience certain emotions and feelings, wonder, awe, love, peace, gratitude, beauty, and joy. They are the fruiting bodies of our richer relationship with our natural environment. It is in these emotions and feelings where we cultivate our deepest connections with nature, ourselves, and each other. Kinship, belonging, purpose, harmony, and balance. It is here in the sacred fairy circle where we embrace our life source, find our place and purpose, and celebrate our magic. So I have never actually encountered a fairy circle. I always have my eye out, though. As many hikes as I've taken in the forest, I've never seen one. To see one would be serendipitous, being at the right place at the right time. I do find mushrooms quite fascinating. I don't prefer their taste or texture, so I don't have a knowledge base of foraging them like I do with other plants. However, I do find them magical and poetic, the tales of toadstools and fairies. I have lots of photos of mushrooms, all sizes, shapes, and colors. I am inspired by the magic and folklore of the fairy ring. It is a circle, but really a sphere. If we think about what's above the ground and then what's below the ground, a sacred sphere as we stretch over and under the simple circle of mushroom structures that we see on the surface of the soil. So think about that above and below ground. There is so much more there. Like so many other things, there is more than just what meets the eye. In episode three of this podcast, I talked about the meaning of purposeful and intentional connections. So purposeful means resolved to do something and intentional means deliberate. So when we are cultivating a deeper connection to nature, we need to be resolved and deliberate. All in with our whole body. Listening, seeing, touching, breathing, smelling. We need to be silent, be still, and be alone in some of the time that you spend in nature. Stillness feeds our intention to seek guidance from the earth and find acceptance in the powers of creativity that brought us into being. Silence quiets us to hear nature's wisdom Solitude supports and strengthens our connection to our authentic self and our unique relationship with the natural world. Also in episode three, I offered a very specific exercise to cultivate this deeper connection to nature. So if you missed it, be sure to check it out. So let's imagine that we come upon a fairy ring in the woods. As we look down to the ground from our bird's eye view, we see several mushrooms creating the circle. Now let's imagine the circle as a 3D sphere. Within the ring, we find magic, both nature's and ours. We are connected, remember? <laughs> we are nature. 
So I would imagine that you all who are listening choose to listen to this podcast because you want to learn a little bit more and specifically how to cultivate a richer relationship with nature and your source of life to find your magic, to unearth your interconnectedness to all things on our planet, to deepen your sense of belonging, harmony and peace, and find your purpose and part. As we imagine the upper part of the sphere above us, it is here where we place ourselves within this circle. It is here where we find the space of silence, solitude, and stillness. I mentioned briefly in this episode the importance of spending some of your time in nature intentionally and purposefully in these three states of being. But again, if you want more detail, I would go back to episode three and listen. That episode was dedicated to those three states of being. So the most notable observation of our forest floor fairy circle is the mushrooms. The recognizable reproductive structures of fungi. They are the beautiful, fantastical fruition of fungal networks. What we see in full bloom, so to speak. In our fairy circle of connection, they represent the full feelings and emotions that we feel when we connect purposefully and intentionally with nature. Each mushroom in the ring represents a different emotion or feeling. Awe, gratitude, beauty, wonder, love, joy, and peace. They represent our complete connection to nature, the fruition of our intent and purpose. In future podcasts, I will explore each of these feelings and emotions in detail, so stay tuned. Most of us are aware of the vast world of life within soil. Beneficial bacteria, fungi, microorganisms, organic matter, nutrients, water, in the interwoven intranet, as I like to refer to it. This intranet is the worldwide interconnected web of fungal hyphae, which are the root-like structures of fungus and plant roots. The mycorrhizal network. This informational network of biochemical communication and signaling transports carbon, nutrients, water, and minerals between plants of the same and of different species. What we see on the surface of the forest floor is only part of the story. Much like people, what we see is only a fraction of their story. Our sphere extends above ground and below ground. It is here where we find interconnection to all things. Through our time in silent solitude and stillness, we tap into our feeling, feelings and emotions. From here, we can dive deeper into our connections, find harmony and balance, kinship, unearth our sense of belonging, purpose, and part. On my website, 
www.fromtheoutsidellc.com. You can see my very crude sketch of my very circle model to cultivate a purposeful and intentional connection with nature. I sat on my living room floor with a giant piece of poster board and sketched this out. My artistic skills are not great. However, I did have fun choosing from a wide variety of colorful mushroom stickers and very cleverly named colored pencil colors. <laughs> so if you click on the blog tab and find the fairy circle model entry, you can see that picture if you are interested. I would love a more professional sketch or even a sculpture of this model would be awesome. Maybe someday soon I will do that or find someone who can do it for me. In this model and in this life, the goal is to connect more deeply and authentically to nature, to ourselves and to each other. So in this next essay, I describe an experience with one of my most difficult students in Alaska. If you have listened to other episodes of this podcast, I did live in a remote Inuit village and taught at the small school, which was a very transformative experience for me. So this describes my first day particularly with my sixth graders, which, who were a very difficult group to connect with. So this connection was sewn in a science lesson. And I kept the drawing that is mentioned in the essay. I framed it and it is hanging in my home. It is one of the most profound connections of my life. It was significant on so many levels. So this essay is called Connectedness, and it was published in issue 10 of Wild Roof Journal, www.wildroofjournal.com, and it is also posted on my website. On October 30th, 2018, feeling disconnected and fragmented, I left my family, my friends, and my home to embark on a bucket list adventure to the remote Inupiaq community of Wainwright, Alaska, a place far north of the Arctic Circle. I worked as the middle and high school science teacher in the small village school. The kids were tough and I was an outsider. Even as a seasoned educator, my first day in the classroom with the sixth graders was indescribably difficult. Reaching to connect with them, I decided our first lesson would be comparing the animals found in the Arctic tundra to the animals found in Richmond, Virginia, my home of 28 years. They spoke of the majestic raven and I of the sweet songbirds of the temperate climate. As the weeks passed and we continued to learn from each other, I felt trust taking root and relationships budding. We were growing our connections to each other, intertwining our cultures, much like plants use the tiny network of fungal roots to connect and communicate. One day, one of my most difficult female sixth grade students handed me a traced drawing of a songbird. 
To me, it was a simple sign of peace and acceptance. We are all the same, no matter our climate or culture. We all need the same things, a connection to others and an acknowledgement of our inner beauty and wisdom. Edward O. Wilson defines the hypothesis of biophilia as the innately emotional affiliation of human beings to other organisms, innate meaning hereditary and hence part of ultimate human nature. Connecting ourselves with nature can provide us the space and breathing room to unearth our own inner beauty, find our voice, celebrate our gifts, and confront our fears. Sitting amongst even the simplest settings in the natural world has positive effects on the physical body and can move one from a state of thinking to a state of mindful being, where peace, joy, and clarity are sustained. Discovering our place in nature, our interconnectedness to all living things, fills us with humility, gratitude, and awe. We step outside our stifling small world into the big picture where we can exhale. Backyard garden or bucket list outdoor adventure of a lifetime, our relationship with the natural world challenges us to practice our patience boost our bravery, and raise our resilience as we learn to go with the flow and connect to life circle, reminding us we never have to do this alone. So this week, I'm going to leave you with my thoughts and actions from a time a few years ago when I had a particularly hard week. I have a printed copy of this prescription on my refrigerator. And if you find it helpful, it can be found in the blog tab on my website. Nature is always present. She is always there. She's free. You don't need a lot of equipment to go experience her. Just dress for the weather. If you don't like it one day, she will give you something else the next day. But she's always there and she always is willing to give and receive. So these are purposeful and intentional ways we can connect to nature and ourselves. I encourage you, no matter what feelings or emotions you have going on this week, to go ahead and try a couple of them. And I would love feedback. If you want to email me, you can reach my email through my website and see how you felt when you participated in any one of these activities. So I happen to be in a very heavy place when I wrote this. So, um, but definitely you could do any of these activities on any given day. So this is called Nature's Rx. Cornered by grief and perhaps fenced in by ego, it can be hard to extricate extricate ourselves from the heaviness of our thoughts. I began my week with my heart steeped in sorrow. By leaning into my feelings and Mother Nature, I ended my week awash in gratitude. When my heart is hurting, I can sit in solitude to create space around me to grieve freely. 
I can walk in the woods to untangle my thoughts, wade in the creek to cleanse my soul, hug a tree to feel safe and included, step barefoot in the grass to ground me in gratitude, raise my face to the sun to welcome warmth and light, rest in the rain to recharge and regroup, hike and talk with a friend to give voice to my feelings, listen to nature's songs to soothe my anxiety, gaze at the stars to sit silently in humility and awe, grow something from seed to cultivate my compassion, inhale deeply to center my awareness, sift soil through my hands to affirm my sacred bond to nature. Nature provides us with a vast variety of landscapes in which to immerse and restore ourselves. Her remedies are limitless. A daily dose of the outdoors saturates our senses, encourages emotions like compassion, gratitude, humility, and awe. It clarifies our thoughts, centers our awareness, and calms our anxiety. Nature's countless concoctions connect us wholly to ourselves and our well-being. So in the coming weeks of this podcast episodes, I will dive deeper into the fairy circle and its parts and how it can serve as a model to deepen our connection with the natural world, ourselves, and each other. I most certainly hope that you will listen in. So thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to venture out to your backyard, a local park, a green space near you where you work, perhaps, and spend a few minutes purposefully and intentionally connecting with nature. Use your whole body. Really integrate into your being what you see, smell, hear, feel, and taste, if applicable. Sit in silence, solitude, and stillness. They are important states of being in nurturing our nature connections. Sometimes it may be uncomfortable, out of one's comfort zone, and overwhelming feelings may surface. That's okay. Record what you notice, how you feel, in a journal or in your phone, Acknowledge nature's wisdom and role in your life. Nature shows us how beautiful and transformative growth can be. Remember, we are all connected to the source of life and each other. With that said, you can connect with me through my website, www.fromtheoutsidellc.com or on Instagram at Sarah C underscore outside. Links to podcasts, website, publications, webinars, and all the things can be found there. You can visit my website for upcoming classes in the local community, webinars, latest publications, and details on workshops available for educational settings, professional development, recovery programs, conferences, or any groups that might be interested. So please feel free to reach out 
I do want to mention that I am teaching an adult education class called Voice, the Language of Flowers on April 15th at Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden. That's a Saturday morning. I will be there for about an hour and a half. I think it's 10 to 11.30 a.m. on April 15th. I would love it if you are in the Richmond area or close enough. You can sign up. I would love to connect in person with anyone that's listening to this podcast. And so check it out. Um, Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden. Uh, I will be there in April and then again in June. So as always, please feel free to reach out. And until next time, take care.